Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Hey guys, I hope your Friday is off to an excellent start. This is Jacqueline here. So this week was extremely enlightening for me. I had someone reach out to me and they were actually upset and offended by something that I did. And I totally understand where they're coming from. And it actually turned out to be quite a learning experience for me because I didn't realize that what I was doing offended this person. It was a learning experience. We had a discussion about it via email, and I really appreciate her reaching out because if she hadn't, then I wouldn't have known. So that's why this week I wanted to talk about accepting reality in order to change. Because this person mentioned that she was really struggling to accept the eating disorder herself. And while I know that that's a struggle for everyone, it really brought to light to me how important it was for me to talk about it because it's not just her. Other people, I sent out a survey to my email list that of podcast listeners, and I was asking for feedback on my podcast, and I really, really wanted to know, hey, what do you want to hear more of? How could I make this podcast better for you as a listener? And I wanted really detailed feedback of, what do you want to hear? What is it? But I also included a question asking, what do you think I could improve upon? Someone said that they would prefer for me to change the name of the podcast. And someone else said they're scared to have their podcast in their search history, or in their um, podcast library, because they're so scared of being found out. And it just really is a red flag to me to know that so many of my listeners are struggling with shame and guilt surrounding their eating disorder. And so I want to talk today about why that is and why it's so important to accept the reality that you do in fact have an eating disorder and how to go about dealing with that in a way that isn't so shame-filled and why it's important for you to accept the facts of what's going on so that you can move forward with your life. Accepting reality in order to change. Or another way to phrase this is accepting the fact that you have an eating disorder. First of all, I like phrasing bulimia and binge eating as habits rather than eating disorders because it doesn't sound as dramatic or scary. And I do not believe that it's helpful to dramatize these things or and make them out to be the worst thing in the world. I think in the recovery community and eating disorder community, a lot of people make bulimia and anorexia and a lot of eating disorders have a lot of power. But when you look at them for what they are, which is just a habit, it's just a coping mechanism and a habit that you built up, that's when you get to take back all the control and you take away the control and power that those eating disorders have over you and that they don't deserve. And so that's why I like to call them habits versus eating disorders. However, you do need to acknowledge that your eating disorder is a habit that you no longer want and that it is a habit that creates a net loss in your life. I phrase it like this again because I want to look at it as neutrally as possible. I want to take the drama out of it. 
binging and or purging, obsessive dieting, starving yourself, depression, they all create a lot of negative results in your life. That being said, a lot of people who struggle with these things, they just deal with it. They tell themselves, it's not that bad. It's not that big of a problem. It's part of who I am. I like this part of me. And I get where they are coming from. When I was struggling with bulimia, at first, I thought it was a huge problem. I panicked and I treated myself like I was a patient that had just escaped from the psych ward and was constantly fearing people discovering me at every turn. But after years of struggling with it, there was a phase in my eating disorder where I just became okay with it. I still judged myself subconsciously. But on a surface level, I told myself everything was fine and it's not that big of a deal. I told myself, you just binge and purge once a day. That's not that big of a deal. And your binges aren't even that substantial. You pick foods that will easily come up so they don't damage your body that badly. You use mouthwash. You're probably fine. It's not that bad. You won't die. This is just how you maintain your body weight. I got so good at lying to myself that one day my boyfriend and I were having a discussion about food-related issues. He was under the impression that I was improving, so he asked me when the last time had been that I had binged and purged, and I told him yesterday. This was surprising news for him, so he then asked, how often does this happen? And I told him, on average, five days a week. Though, looking back, it was probably every day, but I was lying to myself. But I said to him, don't worry, it's not that big of a deal, I'm fine. And he shook his head and said, no, Jacqueline, it's not normal, and it isn't good. He wasn't trying to shame me for my eating disorder. He was genuinely concerned, and he had this look of not knowing what to do. Because in his rational, non-eating disordered mind, he could see very clearly that I had a problem and that I didn't even see it or care. And I think that's what scared him a lot, was that I was just brushing the problem under the rug. I was so far gone that I didn't even really see it as a problem any anymore. It was just something that I lived with. I was rationalizing and justifying throwing up my food. I had given up hope of recovery, so my plan was just to deal with it and try to minimize the damage as much as possible. And this is extremely common. A lot of people that have reached out to me have been struggling with this for 15 plus years and are still tr struggling to accept that they even have a problem on top of that. I think this is due to several reasons. One, there is a ton of shame surrounding eating disorders, as I discussed in the beginning of this podcast. People feel incredibly guilty for the things that they are doing to their body, whether it's shame they feel for the lack of control that they believe they have or don't have, or it's shame for wasting food, or shame for not being able to have the body they desire, or shame for keeping a secret. There is a massive amount of shame surrounding any eating disorder. And because of the shame, people do not seek help. They don't want to tell anyone because they feel embarrassed or guilty. And because of this, they don't even want to admit it to themselves that they have a problem. They don't want to accept it. If you don't acknowledge something, it doesn't exist, right? Ignorance is bliss. I used to do this a lot with my money when I was struggling with it. I would just not look at my bank account, <laughs> which was ridiculous. 
it it's the exact opposite thing you should do if you are struggling financially. Instead, you should assess your financial situation, make a budget, aka a plan, for how you're going to handle your money moving forward that improves your financial situation and helps you reach your financial goals. The longer you go without doing this, the more likely your money problems are going to grow. Just like a festering wound, they need to be addressed. Avoiding your eating disorder is not helping you and you do not need to feel ashamed of it. Every human on earth has made a mistake and will continue to make them. They have done something they are not proud of. It is human nature. Everyone wants to feel like they are perfect, even when we all know that's not true. To deal with your feelings of shame and guilt, I'm going to invite you to try and write down exactly what you feel ashamed of. Look at all of those thoughts in great detail. Be curious about them. Ask yourself, are they true? Are they justified? Would you speak this way to your friend if they told you they were going through the same thing? Most likely, you would tell your friend there's nothing to be ashamed of, and you would try to find them help. This may be controversial to say, but a lot of us are very prideful, and we don't want to ask for help, which also creates shame. Everyone gets help in any sort of manner. You ask your teacher for help on an assignment. You learn things from people that's asking for help. You don't just try to run a company on your own. Eventually, you hire someone for help. You should ask people for help when you need it, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the people that have the biggest issue with that, they have some sort of pride or vendetta when it comes to doing things on their own. I used to be like that, and I still am like that sometimes today. I used to want to do everything on my own, and if I ever needed help on anything, whether it was an assignment or in school, whether it was financial help, anything like that, I felt guilty and like I should do it on my own. And that's not the world. We're a tribal species. We're meant to do things together. And the more creative minds you can put together, the better the results are going to be. So why not ask someone for help? The second issue people have with denying their eating disorder is that they identify with their eating disorder. Their eating disorder has become who they are. And without it, who are they? What are they without the constant battle of struggling with weight? What are they without the constant binging and purging sessions? What are they without self-hatred? Something that our brain does that is kind of amazing but kind of scary is that our brain has this amazing ability to adapt. We as humans are a very adaptable species. We can adapt to some horrific situations. And then another thing our brain does on top of that is that it likes to avoid unknown things because it's trying to keep us away from danger. Once we have adapted to living with our eating disorder, even though it's causing us a great deal of pain, we then become comfortable with it. Sort of like staying in an abusive relationship. It becomes familiar. It becomes cozy in a sense. And even though it causes you a lot of drama and it's volatile and really limits your life in a lot of different capacities and damages a lot of the results in your life, you know it. You're familiar with your eating disorder. And living without coping through food and unhealthy habits becomes unknown. Living without your eating disorder becomes unknown. Our brain sees it as threatening and potentially dangerous because it does not know anything else. 
even if our eating disorder is destroying our lives day by day, at least we know what to expect. At least we know how it's going to destroy our lives. At least we know we can handle it until we can't. Our brains specifically love avoiding the unknowns. While you may think that you don't know what life without your eating disorder will be, and you fear it may be boring, it may be less exciting, you may be nothing without it, I can promise you right here, right now, that a life without obsessing over food and your body, a life without binging and purging behind closed doors, a life without keeping secrets from those that you love, is so, so, so much better than what you are currently experiencing. Once you come out the other side, once you turn on the lights of the scary dark basement that is life without your eating disorder, you'll see that there's actually so much more to life beyond what you can focus on right now. There's so much more that you can live up to. There's so much potential that you have that you're not even using because you're using your time to constantly be in a battle with yourself. For those of you that are in this comfortable phase with your eating disorder, I want to suggest that you do two things. The first thing is to designate one hour a day that is focused on something entirely unrelated to your eating disorder. It could be a walk while you listen to a podcast that's just about comedy or some other unrelated topic. No podcasts about weight loss or even my podcast. Don't listen to it while you're walking. <laughs> Do something completely unrelated. Or you could take that hour to pick up a new hobby, hobby or pick up an old hobby that you enjoy. Learn something. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's woodworking. Or maybe it's just learning an entirely new subject, like philosophy. I don't care, but I want you to pick something to do that is productive and not related to eating disorders and commit to doing it for one hour a day. And during that hour, you are not allowed to think about your eating disorder. You are not allowed to think about your body weight, food, binging, purging, weight loss, anything. This dedicated hour each day will help you to train your brain to understand that there is a life without your eating disorder and that you can focus without it, you can live without it, and you need to learn how to live without it. And practicing one hour a day of doing that is a good, good start. Second, I want you to make a list of every way that your eating disorder negatively impacts your life. Since you are in the phase of being comfortable with it, it's important for you to recognize the unique ways you shouldn't be comfortable with it and why you should be trying to change it. And I don't just mean reasons like it makes me feel crappy or it makes me gain weight or it makes me sad. No, I mean reasons like how does it affect your mind? How do you show up in relationships when you have this secret? How does it affect your productivity? How does it affect your day-to-day? -day? Write everything down. The last reason people don't want to accept that they have a problem is because they think that their eating disorder is not that bad and therefore not serious enough. It's not impacting their lives so badly that they feel as though they need to make a change, or they feel like they are not bad enough and therefore don't deserve help. I want to be very clear. It does not matter how bad you are. If you think you have an eating disorder, you should seek help. And that help doesn't have to be from me. I coach people through their eating disorders, yes. And if you want help from me, great. Sign up on my website. I will gladly work with you. But more importantly, seek help wherever you can find it by whatever means. 
even if it's just talking to a friend. Eating disorders are very glamorized in the media. They always show the most extreme cases. While it's important to highlight these cases and show the world just how dangerous things can become, it is not where the majority of people lie on the spectrum of eating disorders. A lot of people lie in a gray territory where their eating disorder is affecting their life slowly but surely, but it's not so bad that they need to be hospitalized. It doesn't matter what you look like, how bad you are or not bad you are. None of that matters. If you are binging and purging by any means, whether it's exercise, throwing up, laxatives, whatever, you have a problem that should not be brushed under the rug. If you are binging on food and you feel out of control, something is going on and you have a problem. If you are scared of food or scared of gaining weight, you have a problem. If your whole life is consumed with food and how you look, there is a problem. If you are treating yourself like shit, you have a problem. It doesn't matter if these things happen one time or even if you thought about doing some of these things. Something is going on. I'm urging you to acknowledge it and seek help. If you don't acknowledge it, that does not mean that it disappears. Your eating disorder still exists. And I'm not telling you that you have a problem to make you feel bad. You should not feel bad. You should not feel ashamed. Those things are not useful and they're irrational. There's no reason for you to feel ashamed. Lots of people have different coping mechanisms. For you, it's food. For others, it's alcohol. Or for others, it's cigarettes. There are lots of different things that people fall into in this world. But if you don't acknowledge it, you'll never be able to get help. I would urge those of you that think that I'm not that bad. It's not that bad. I was in that phase of my life for a long time. And while I didn't think it was that bad at the time, and looking back, I was miserable. But I couldn't see it. It's like when people are eating a crappy diet, and I'm all for you eating whatever it is that you want to eat to feel good, happy, healthy, and satisfied and have enjoyment in life. I'm not saying that you have to eat only clean foods. I don't support that. I just support picking a healthy diet that you enjoy. But a lot of people, what they do in this world that don't know much about nutrition is they eat a lot of foods that they may be intolerant to or doesn't sit with it well in their stomach. Like there's a high percentage of people that are lactose intolerant and don't even know it. Like they have cheese with every meal. And then after they eat that, they're just gassy and bloated and uncomfortable. And they think that that's normal and they deal with it because it's not that bad. But once they cut out dairy, they, they're, they're just like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I don't have uncomfortable gas all the time. I'm not miserable and my pants don't feel as tight because I'm not so bloated. But they have been living with being lactose intolerant for a long time and it wasn't that bad. When I was living with bulimia, I was still very functional. I would go to work. I had different relationships that I kept up. I was doing things on the side. I was working out and I was living a normal life. I was very functional and I was keeping it together. But I was also super irritable, extremely tired all the time. My emotional um, stability was just you didn't know what kind of day it was going to be for me. I would be great and then I wouldn't be. And there was no in between. And I was depressed most of the time too, but I had just gotten used to all that. I just thought life was supposed to be like that. And I didn't know that there was another side, that there was another option, and that life could be so much better than what I was feeling at the time. 
you don't have to be miserable. And I'd urge you to understand that while you don't while you don't think your eating disorder is that bad, it is. You can have a much better life. You can have a much better quality of life. But you have to be willing to acknowledge that you have an eating disorder to ever change it. And I know that's going to be hard for some of you guys to hear. I'm not trying to make anyone do things that they're not ready for. But the sooner you can just accept that and let go of the shame and guilt for that, the sooner you can move on and seek help. So I hope this helped you guys. It's been something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. There are lots of different treatment options. I started this business because I, when I was going through bulimia, I couldn't afford professional therapy or um, treatments. I just couldn't. I did my insurance didn't cover it, and so I wanted to create an affordable way for people to get through their eating disorders. That's why I coach. It's what I do what I do now and I love it. But there are lots of different options for you. But even if you can't afford anything at this moment, you can get through this. And I'd urge you to just find some sort of friend. There are lots of support groups online. There are lots of people you can go to for free help. And I'm really urging you to do this. And I know another thing that people struggle with is they're really scared to tell people. They're scared that once they accept it and telling people, they're always fearing judgment from people. And I can do a whole episode on this on how to tell friends and family that you are struggling with an eating disorder. When I was planning to tell my boyfriend about my eating disorder and when I was planning to put this podcast out into the world, I was really scared. And it was interesting. It had been years since I told my boyfriend and it's been a long time since I recovered but even when I was going to put out this podcast, I all those same thoughts came flooding back. I was so scared of judgment. I was so scared that people would think I was crazy and that I, I'm selfish. And all of those thoughts are just projections of what you think of yourself. Because when I put this podcast out there and then I told my boyfriend about, about my eating disorder, both accepted me with such love and care. And even if people don't accept you and your eating disorder, they are misguided in some sort of way. And if they can't accept that, just let them go. Let them be who they're going to be. So I'm going to leave that with you guys today. I have a few announcements and they're different than what I usually uh, talk about. First, I have some upcoming exciting things that are going to be happening. I am working on a program for you guys. And some people, like I was saying earlier, they can't afford coaching because it's more expensive and I get that. So I wanted to make a different option that's a little less expensive but still allows you to go through your eating disorder and do the work yourself to get through it. And so I am creating an online program for bulimia and binge eating recovery. And it's still in the very early stages, so it's going to be a few months before it comes out. But if you are interested in that, if you have any feedback or something you want to see in the program, you can go to my website and contact me there. So that's super exciting. I'm really, really enjoying working on it, and I think it's going to be really useful. Second, I have a survey, like I mentioned in the podcast Um, in the intro to this podcast. It's in the show notes below. I really want this podcast to be about you guys and I want it to help you guys and I want to be talking about issues that you guys 
are really struggling with. The more I can learn from you guys, the better. So if you want to give me feedback, if there's something that you like about the show, if there's something you want to hear more of in the show, if there's something you hate about the show, if you want to tell me in the feedback form, like Jacqueline, I really hate your show. I think you're doing an awful job. Please stop the podcast. (laughs) You can fill out the survey and tell me about it. I'm totally open to any critical feedback that you have. I can take it. I promise. So if you want to give me that feedback, I'd greatly appreciate it. It's completely confidential. I will not be giving any of this information to anyone. None of your information ever goes anywhere with me other than to me. You can fill that out in the show notes below. That is all for today, guys. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Remember to do something, even if you're not in any of these phases, although I'm sure that you're somewhere in there. If you're on your road to recovery, Do something for yourself this weekend that's not related to food, body weight, or weight loss at all. Listen to a podcast that's completely unrelated. Learn a new subject. Do something for your life that is helpful and productive. And let it go. Just let the eating disorder go. It's not helping you. I hope you guys have an excellent day. Thank you so much for listening. I'm always honored every time I get feedback from you guys. Every time I see that there are so many downloads, it's just really warms my heart that people care and that this podcast is helping people. Have an amazing Friday, guys. Bye.